Due to the following CBS School Break special, Magnum P.I. will not be seen today. It will be broadcast tomorrow in the regular time period. The following program contains strong language and sexual situations. It is intended only for mature audiences. It was rated R by the MPAA and may not be appropriate for children under 17. Viewer discretion advised. You're very beautiful, Catwoman. Do I make you horny, baby? Oh, please, haven't you done enough to me? That's what she said. Every hey, baby. An angel does not make love. An angel is love. That's what she said. Welcome to Two Old Hearts Talk Sci-Fi. I'm David Clank. And I am the love child of Vampira and Bella Lugosi. My name's Troy Harkin. And this is our genre crushes episode. And uh, can I also, say, yeah, go ahead. Jump I'm in. Sorry, I'm, already, I'm already jumping in there, David. Sorry. I wanted to say just, how, you know, I'm, this is how excited I am. We are filled with primal anticipation for today's lusty beefcake and cheesecake expose. The mood lighting is on. The, the, the incense is lit. And what is that fabulous musky fragrance tickling my nose? David, is that high karate that you're wearing? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Well, you know, we can throw our keys into the bowl and get this party started. Um, But first, I wanted to take a moment to thank all of the cosplayers out there who sacrifice their time and selfishly give and give and give. So to all of you DIY Cammies and Harleys and Wonder Women, all of you Lara Crofts, Rubies and Black Widows, we salute you and thank you for your service. And before I forget, I think it's best that we establish a safe word just in case we venture into areas that we are not fully comfortable with. So my suggestion for safe words are Shazbot, Multipass, Tally Ho, and Safe Word. Does that sound good with you guys? I would I would add free hugs, but just free kidding. hugs. Okay, sorry, sorry, David, I got all that out of my system now. That's very good. We're recording this episode on Monday, February 7th, 2022, and, and scheduled for broadcast. Actually, on we're planning on bringing it. This is sort of our Valentine's. So we're, we're planning on actually having this just a week after our last episode. Um, so this will actually be Saturday, February 12th. And before that, Troy will give us a spoiler alert. 
Here it comes, pushing the button. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Thanks, Troy. We are recording this session via Zoom. Let's get You're rid welcome. of two of those if we can. Uh, we have two special guests for this episode. This is the second time we are having two guests in one episode. Both are returning guests. Charlene Challenger was our guest for season one, episode six, that looked at Blade Runner. Uh, Shane Minuk was our guest for season one, episode eight, that looked at Plan 9 from Outer Space. Let's introduce our special guests. Charlene Challenger is a writer and graduate of X, renaming in progress. Theater School, her first novel, the young adult fantasy, The Voices in Between, was nominated for the 2015 Aurora Award for Best Young Adult Novel and longlisted for the 2015 Sunburst Award Young Adult Novel category. Its sequel, The Myth in Distance, was published in 2016. Her work is also featured in Stone Skin Presses, Gods, Memes, and Monsters. She lives in Pickering, Ontario, with her family and her adorable house wolves. Uh, Shandel Minook is an animation builds artist and has been working in the TV and film industries for decades in various capacities. She is also the editor and co-founder of MrKitty.org, which hosts some of the many comics and graphic novels Shandel has created over the years, alongside humorous features such as Found Objects, in which Shane showcases her vast collection of creepy, unappealing ceramic animal figurines and toys and the popular stupid comics which provides in-depth commentary on well stupid comics <laughs> welcome charlene and shandle hey guys hello thanks for having us um two old farts talk sci-fi is a look back to when we fell in love with the speculative genre to recall these times with fondness and affection i think kevin j anderson from ruins said it best when he said Frohickey had a long-standing crush on Dana Scully, but basically it was all talk. Mulder suspected Frohickey would turn into a jittering mass of nerves if Scully ever consented to go out with him. Um, when uh, Charlene and, and Shandle were guests, we did ask them what their all-time faves were, but we added more categories through the year. So we will review, well, we're not going to review their answers, but we will ask them the ones that were not asked before. If they wish to provide a bit of a story behind some of the answers, they are invited to do so. So we're actually asking you guys about your genre graphic novels. Is that right? Well, they've already provided they have. the story. The, there we go. Okay. I'll pick it up from there. What we're asking you really is genre comic book series. Um, do you have a favorite? So Charlene, would you like to go first? I'm afraid I short answer. I don't collect comic books. And so I cannot in good conscience choose a favorite. Um, I, I love a lot of the Batman lore. Um, and I was quite familiar with it for a time, but not through the comic books. I was familiar with it through a role-playing game manual that was all about Batman. So I learned about all the characters and uh, stuff from that. But I, other than that, I, I can't really give a comic book answer. Well, fair enough. Shandel, how about you? And if you'd like to give two, go ahead. Well, um, what I wrote down is, uh, I guess my favorite series because I've collected most of its run is uh, an anthology series from DC from mostly the seventies called house of mystery, uh, which you may recall was hosted by Kane. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think is the biblical Cain, but maybe he is. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, your typical um, anthology horror comic and uh, had a lot of really great artists drawing for it. And for some reason, I've collected nearly the entire run. So, Wow, that's yeah. That's awesome. And it was it because it was um it there was Cain and Abel and Abel did one of the other series. So that was yeah. you you're saying that was House of Mystery? House of Mystery was Cain and House of Secrets was Abel. Right. There we go. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Must yes. be a lot of rights and covers in there. Uh yeah, quite a few. Yeah, those usually go for more money. There's not that many. There's I think there's only a couple actually. Like he did I think he did a few interior stories. Yeah. But yeah. When he's got work in it, it's always more money. Very nice. It's definitely uh, biblical. Yeah. So we, I, we should know Cain in the uh, biblical sense. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, he's not hot. Yeah. Is he the is he the more rotund of the two? I forget. Abel. Abel. Abel's the, the uh, chubby one, and Cain is the one. He's got like the big hair horns. Oh yeah. See, I I, I could be into him, but who knows? Well, I think of the wrestler Cain. K a n e. Right. But. I might be dating oh, myself. Okay. Uh, now, so with our a la carte, um, we have a few things that you don't have to hit everyone. If you'd like to chime in on these, feel free. So we have genre podcast, genre audiobook, and documentary and mockumentary. Do you, do you girls have anything there that you'd like to talk about? My favorite genre is this one that I just started listening to called Two Old Farts. <laughs> talk sci-fi i think it's i have to rad. check that out yeah it's it's great thanks very much chandel oh well me I, i'm kind of i stretched the definition of genre well not stretched it but probably beyond what you're interested in because i mainly listen to comedy podcasts and nonfiction. Uh, you know aside from this one of course um but um, my favorite genre podcast, if you consider Westerns a genre, is uh, it's called Bananas for Bonanza. And it's a comedy podcast um, by Andy Daly, uh, who plays a cowboy. It's actually Bananas with an O, like Bonanza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he plays this crazy cowboy uh, who loves Bonanza. It's his favorite show. And there are over 400 episodes of Bonanza. So, like, they, they it's a... a a rewatch podcast and they talk about an episode every uh, podcast but uh i think it's all behind a paywall right now so i don't know oh no yeah i hate it when that happens that's something we have not done no no patreon for us yet you know so it's all it's all out there yeah um you may know this, Shantel, you may not. My first gig in production was working at Lauren Green's New Wilderness. I do know that. I remember and that. I believe I was the last person to shoot Lauren Green, which sounds odd, <laughs> but um, because we did a rap party for that and we did an in-house video, like a rap reel. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you uh, met Lauren Green. That's cool. And here's, here's the thing that's not as great. When we actually... Uh, premiered it at the uh, we had a you know a rap party an actual rap party down at the uh, Toronto Yacht Club um, as we were rolling the video I hear this voice this big booming voice of course say somebody tell that idiot that big idiot to sit down I can't see <laughs> and that was me <laughs> <laughs> must have been a thrill yeah anyway 
we should move on because we have a lot of uh, lusty things to cover in a little bit. How about genre documentaries or mockumentaries? What we do in the shadows. Yeah. Definitely. I've never laughed that hard in my life at a mockumentary. And actually, that's not true. I mean, Spinal Tap is the quintessential mockumentary. Um, but, oh, my God, the trumpet playing alone. <laughs> I, can, I can rewind that. 500 times and watch that over and over again i think it's genius do you have one for that shandle um yeah i think my favorite uh documentary is uh trekkies the original trekkies um that was just uh, that was a good time Uh, yeah although i should mention the one there's one i'm in and i think it's on youtube it's called otaku unite um i'm kind of in it i sit next to my husband (laughs) Like a week after I moved in with him, because they're interviewing him. And for some reason, I, they asked me a few questions, but none of them got into the thing, their video. And it's just me sitting there silently looking stupid and tired. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, are you like, you know, glowing, like looking at him lovingly and doting on him? <laughs> before yeah, she moved in with him. thousand <laughs> yeah. yards <laughs> that's a great one week in the relationship and you're and you're feeling stupid and tired so that's kind of just kidding of course yeah camera on me yeah oh but and i do want to say before we go too far for our listeners that you know although we will be talking about things uh that um might push some boundaries we are all in long-term relationships that are are also happy long-term relationships so so there you go don't worry um, so you basically just told everyone we're off the market that's what you're saying <laughs> no because <laughs> what i've learned by being married that as soon as you put a ring on your finger it's like a magnet people all of a sudden like notice i mean i don't know about so so much now that i'm closer to 60 than 50 but <laughs> <laughs> but in the day, yeah, that seemed to be the case. Okay, let's go on to John. That's why I got married in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so I can meet more people. <laughs> genre, nonfiction, book or essay, anybody? No? On writing, Stephen King? Kind of, sort of. I mean, it's Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. And we have a good episode on that, which you may have heard. But I with have. Vincent, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this last time, but it's a book called Enterprising Women, and um, it's it's actually um, a, a academic work uh, on a woman that did uh, about the, the fan fiction community. Uh, it's pretty interesting. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, our last two, they're both involved F-words. Uh, best genre filk and best genre fish. I think Kari Marin is probably the best filk art- artist I know of. Yeah. Um, I love her can lit in particular, her can lit song. Uh-huh. Um, space with, cats. Yeah. Space cats. Um, everybody hates elves. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just, I, I think she's brilliant. I think she's totally brilliant. I'm yeah, I'm not uh it's not really my jam, so I don't know much about Phil. Fair enough. And yeah, this is our sort of absurdist uh category, but also it's surprising how many examples you can find of genre fish. So here's the 
you're going to have to explain this a little bit to me. Right? <laughs> are we are we talking about sexy fish people? Oh, well, it doesn't have to be sexy this time, but it could okay. be. I mean, it could be it could be shape of water if you like. But um, no, this one is just uh, fish in general. So it could be Bruce from uh, Jaws. I almost called it shark. <laughs> I don't know that it would have done as well. Out. Um, or yeah, there's. I'll, I'll leave it to you. But yeah, lots of different fish out there. If you, uh, if you wanted one, or you can just leave that alone. Eels from um, the Princess Bride. Oh, excellent! Those are those are pretty great. They get louder the closer they come to get you. Yeah, which would make sense since they're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. You would think. That yeah, it would be freaky well. if it was the opposite in a way. Yeah. <laughs> But I wonder if you could ever get far enough away that they would not be deafening. Anyway, uh, Shane Dill, I will give you the chance if you want it, or you can just well, leave that alone. Uh, all I could think of was there's a, a dead tuna floating in space in, uh, I believe, episode three or four of uh, the Japanese cartoon, uh, Macross. Excellent. This yeah. is one we have not had, and it's one to consider. <laughs> Big dead tuna. Yeah. So I'd like to start a basic roundtable of our own personal genre crushes. There are various categories, just like the Oscars and and all award shows. And and I, I somehow want to uh, say, yeah, we're doing this, but, but we're not really objectifying people based on how they look. We're, we're not doing that, really. This is just subjective stuff, I guess. Anyway, we are starting with a big one. Please. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, I can't. I can't. I've moved it already. I have. It's all right. We're starting off with our all-time genre crush. And feel free to give us a little bit of background on how this uh, may have affected you. Um, so, uh, Charlene, would you like to begin? Who is your all-time genre crush? And so that I would like to say that I have absolutely no problem um, talking about people uh, and uh, objectifying them <laughs> in, a, in a sexy sort of way. <laughs> Excellent. Um, just, so, just so we're all on the same page. Um, my all-time favorite genre crush is David Bowie in Labyrinth. Hot tram. That was the first time I ever saw a really attractive man also look like a really attractive woman at the same time. And I, 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 it it was, it was a spring awakening for me Mm -hmm. in my tiny little body. And He's held a special place in my heart ever since. Now, don't hate me for this, but I've always confused Labyrinth with Willow. Um, is Labyrinth the one that has Tim Curry as the devil? No, that's, that's- legend. Oh, <laughs> okay. And legend, apparently. <laughs> Which is also sexy. <laughs> yeah. Because, because Tim Curry, I mean, you know, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm allowed more than one answer. Yes. Tim Curry is incredibly sexy still. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but no, David Bowie in Labyrinth. Labyrinth is the one with also Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yes. You know, we are, we're all big Jennifer Connelly fans here. Uh-huh. Um, and she's going through a labyrinth to save her baby brother from the Goblin King. Um, it stars uh, David Bowie and David Bowie's crotch. 
and also <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. And not her crotch? Uh, not as prominent as David Bowie's crotch. If you watch the movie, you'll see what I mean. Okay. It's hard to miss. Well, I guess, you know, David Bowie and Iggy Pop were friends, so I guess we're kind of maybe fortunate, or you would have need 70 millimeter if it was <laughs> Iggy Pop. But how about you, Shandel? Um, Okay, so I'm less worried about objectifying because uh, what I'm going to say is, in fact, a cartoon character. So uh, he's already two-dimensional. Uh, it's the uh, second male lead in uh, the show Star Blazers. Uh, his name was Mark Bencher in English. Uh, I won't make you type out the Japanese name. That would just be a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, for some reason I latched onto this character and uh, really liked him. He's not the lead. He was the like hero's best friend. You know, it just occurred to me that I know a, a number of people have talked about being and, and generally sort of privately, and I won't give names, but <laughs> I've been told by a number of people that they found Bugs Bunny in drag growing up really attractive. Very attractive. Agreed. And I'm just, yep. So I'll just put that out there. All right, David, how about you? This is a human I would like to point out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. <laughs> true enough. Yeah. I feel like we almost should be doing this like a 12-step program. <laughs> it's like, Hello, <laughs> my name is David, and whatever. <laughs> Sorry, was I muted? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me... Your gag, your ball gag. Sorry, I had to say that. We may take that out. We may not. <laughs> no, you can't take the ball gag out. No, sorry, that okay. came out wrong. Everybody loves a ball gag. Yeah, what's, what's that? A, Anyways. Anyway, yeah. I, I was just trying to do something where you might say a nasty word. And I said, oh, that's some, that's what a blank coming out of your mouth kind of thing. Yeah. But anyways, so I have Haley Atwell. Um, I think we all have our own, even though obviously it's it, part of it is like what you're somehow drawn to and people, you know, whether or not you like someone that's taller than you or shorter than you, whether you like someone that's slender versus full figure, whether you like someone that is got um, brown hair versus blonde versus red, you know, there's all these kind of different character types, different things with what one sort of tends towards and sort of Haley Atwell is one of those um uh, characters and and uh, she's um, uh, I liked her in Pillars of the Earth, but she was also, of course, in uh, Captain America, and she had her own series, Agent Carter. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so I would put pick Haley uh, Atwell for that. And Troy, what is your all-time genre crush? Well, this one was very formative, and pretty much anybody who knows me knows who I would say yeah. um, it's Julie, Julie Newmar from Batman. Um, I am pretty sure that seeing Julie Newmar as Catwoman was the first time that I was like, Whoa, you know, it's like, she, she, I, I feel funny watching this, you know, it's and, funny you say that. eh? 
And, and I mean, this was like the first time around I'm talking like before syndication, this would have been you know, really young. So I'm like two to four wow. probably. And um, so what I learned was I liked shiny. I liked pretty. I liked sexy. I like, did I say shiny um, and skin tight? Um, but I also loved that uh, she, w- the portrayal was unlike almost any other female portrayal I'd ever seen in that she was strong and that she was flirtatious. She didn't wait for somebody to come on to her and the way that she would come on to Batman and could unnerve the unflappable Batman. Batman, when I get out of jail, will you take me on a date? We'll have plenty of time to think about that, Catwoman. Several years, I'm afraid. If I were to kiss you, would you think I was a bad girl? But, uh, no. No, of course not, Catwoman. Kissing is one of the most natural things in the world. Uh, Some people kiss almost every day, I'm told. Well, come on, Batman, the police are here. Boy, blunder. Catwoman, may I take a rain check on that kiss? Certainly, Batman. Anytime. And supposedly Adam West was unnerved by Julie Newmar and her sexuality. (laughs) And I think that still picks up. Like, I think you can sense that on the screen. So, yeah, uh, Julie Newmar definitely shaped my libido uh, for the rest of my life. Um, One thing that I had heard some years ago, and I don't know how how true this is, but I had heard that Burt Ward, who played Robin, during some of those shows, because there was a fair number of, of very attractive women in these villainous kind of roles. And of course, there was also Yvonne Craig there, that sometimes he got a bit excited, so to speak, <laughs> right. um, with some of the people on stage. And that may have become an issue at one point. Well, um, I can imagine that being the case, because first of all, I, I think I get into this a little bit later, but I mean, both... Both, uh, you know, Batman and Robin were wearing these tights where you could basically see everything. (laughs) So, so it was already restrictive. And then at one point, I think it was after season one or during season one, again, David, we're talking about the Catholic Legion of Decency. They complained. And so they somehow bound up their junk. And so again, there's even more restrictions. So I can imagine poor Burt Ward, like, you know, any little wind getting him excited at that point. What I heard was Adam West had to have some sort of like, uh, I don't know, like cod piece or something to, to keep his uh, his big wang hidden. And uh, Burt Ward got wind of that and was like, well, <laughs> I need one too. Uh. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the theater world, that's called a dance belt for men. They belt. wear it. Yeah, they wear it. It's a leather thong, basically. And they wear it. Um, when they're doing uh, Shakespearean roles, mostly, but anytime roles uh, require men to wear tights, they wear what's called a dance belt. It's funny, your reaction to Julie Newmar, I believe her first film role was as a character called Stupefy and Jones mm. in Little Abner. 
And her, her job was to just stand in front of men and be so alluring that they would freeze in their tracks. And then these other women could like hit them over the head with a two by four and take them away for their husbands in the Sadie Hawkins race. That's awesome. So we're moving on to the sexiest actor and actress in a genre TV show. So what we'll do is, uh, again, we'll ladies first here. And if you want to give us, uh, well, as long as you give us one of each, we're, we're happy. Um, so Charlene, who would be your sexy, sexiest actor and actress in a genre TV show? Say, uh, I, I actually don't have an actor. The, the, the actress is so far ahead of everyone else. Who is that? In, Claudia Black yeah. mm-hmm. in Farscape. Farscape. I just think she's, I mean, no, I can't even think of anyone who's close to running up to her. <laughs> she's just so incredible. She has this, this raspy voice and this, you know, long black hair and she's, she's put together and she's just, oh, love it. There's so many sexy people um, in TV. I also have a cartoon character. Um, hedonism bot in Futurama um, gets covered in chocolate icing regularly. I mean, wow. that's that's pretty darn sexy. I must yeah. say. All right, Shandel. Well, um, I mean, number one is um, Star Trek uh, era Captain Kirk, William um, mm. Shatner. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to say just any any William Shatner from that era is pretty hot. Yeah. Like the Twilight Zone episodes that he's in, he's pretty hot. Well, the Gremlin one, he's pretty twitchy, but... Uh, <laughs> he's pretty hot. He's super hot. Um, and uh, more up-to-date, um, I, I, I find um, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian uh, very mm. weirdly attractive. Uh, he has a nice voice. I think that's right. He's one of those, you know what? You can put the helmet back on characters. Uh, I mean, he's a good looking <laughs> guy. But yeah. yeah. I mean, the helmet just, he has more commanding presence. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's pretty hot. That character, I think, is, is pretty uh, charismatic. Do we have an actress for you, Shandel? I, you know, I couldn't really think of any. Like, there's a lot of sexy women, but um, there wasn't really anyone who stood out to me. Okay. All right. Um, no, nope, fair of, enough. One of the things I should have jumped in when we were talking about the issues with getting maybe overly excited on set and William Shatner, for example, was someone that wore rather tight um, pants on set. And you can actually almost tell um, whether he was circumcised or not. Um, based on, and I don't know, maybe now with 4K TV and with everything else, it was done on film, so you get a very good resolution. Hello, Ness. Not saying I've watched, of course, it's something that someone's told me, but um, just trying to protect myself there. But anyways, for me, I have three of the sexiest uh, sort of actor actresses in a genre TV show. I have Julia Benson from Stargate Universe, um, Jane Heitmeyer from Earth Final Conflict, and Ava Haberman from Lex are sort of my three uh, kind of um, that I put at the top, even though there are just so many over the years that it's sort of hard to pick. 
Um, it's kind of neat seeing some of the names of people showing up in some lists and um, uh, where other people have sort of interest, just, you know, like so many people like Aaron Gray, for example, as, as someone uh, and Lindsay Wagner and so on. But these are my choices. Um, Shane, what do you uh, think about your, what, what are your uh, options there? Shane, you've already gone. So I have Troy. I'm giving Troy and Shane mix up for a second. I have to watch what I'm drinking here. What is this? You need an, you, every time strong. we call you something different. So you're, you're me now, Shane Dill, and I'll be you. Yeah. Um, oh, no. It's a little kinky. We'll do it. Um, well, you know, see, I think most of your shows was Lex from the nineties. See, I was married in the nineties. So. So I just don't see women now that I'm married and I've been married for 30 years. So, so I have to, I'm only giving you responses from pre-marriage and I, I hope, I think I was a little too straight, but anyway, um, so I, I went with, uh, Linda Carter as Diana Prince, AKA Wonder Woman in Wonder Woman from 1975 to 1980 um, in her satin tights fighting for our rights. And I, I love the line in the song too. <laughs> it says, what is it? Um, something like get me out from wonder woman, but it's, it's not meant to be like, get that's not supposed to be. Wonder. Yeah. Yes. Get us out from under wonder woman. <laughs> it's wonder like, woman. no, I'm fine here. I'm fine. Stay where you are. Accidentally fall on me, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so Linda Carter, um, and I did rewatch some of those recently um, because it involves, uh, I watched some some episodes with uh, um, John Saxon, who w was in some of my lists later on. And I actually thought of going with him as sexiest actor in a genre TV show, but not one specifically. So anyway, I went with Lee Majors as the $6 million man. Um, again, Lee was one of those guys who I think shaped my sense of maleness growing up. And I remember I had a leisure suit as soon as I saw like episode two of <laughs> the $6 million man. And, and I've got a picture, my class picture from that year is in a like powder blue, uh, uh, leisure suit with the collar of the shirt over it too. And the collars are like, you know, a foot long anyway. So that's my answers. Let's move on. Sexiest performer in a genre movie. Um, Charlene, who would that be? Who would rattle your cage? That's that's not even a phrase, but <laughs> yeah. I think in no particular order. 
uh, Adam Driver, uh-huh. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh, good one. Uh-huh. Very uh, brooding, sexy, and um, sometimes you just you just want to slap him. Um, <laughs> but I'm not implying anything. Um, Idris Elba in Pacific Rim. Ooh, um, Daddy. Yes, um, and Michelle Yeoh in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. I I believe also she's in um, a very underrated sci-fi movie. I think she's in Sunshine as well, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is a Danny Boyle movie about the uh, there. It's a bunch of people trying to uh, reignite the sun mm. as the sun is going out. Um, of course, they fly to the sun in a ship called the Icarus II. Well, that's not and good. That's, that's bad not auspicious. Um, I no, think that was a, a bad move. Yeah, she is in Sunshine. That's like the um, Titanic too. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call this unsinkable Betty. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's so uh, um, honorary, honorary performance in uh, sunshine i think she's uh absolutely whew, floats my boat yeah yeah those three in a film would be something oh <laughs> now i'm really turned on <laughs> yeah okay shandle what do you got um well uh well someone who i thought was uh really cute in uh, inception the uh the one Christopher Nolan movie that I find kind of watchable mm-hmm. is uh, Cillian Murphy. I think it's Cillian or is it Killian? Oh, right, right, right. I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not the man for pronunciations. David's <laughs> better than I am on pronunciations. But uh, he was really cute, I thought. Um, and uh, someone, this is not really sexy, but uh, when I was a kid and I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I did have a big crush on Richard Dreyfuss. I can I see that. Because it did to call him hot, but I really liked him. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something like, what about Richard Dreyfus and Jaws? No, no, see, it's like, I mean, he's cute, but. You know. Yeah. He's yeah, too. Yeah. He's too learned. He would. Uh, he would not be making mountains out of mashed potatoes. You know, he would know right away what was going on. And he's a real smarty pants. He knows everything. Yeah. Yeah, they were going to make a sequel called After Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> hey, can I use my safe word there? Shazbot. <laughs> Shazbot, for God's sake. Okay, uh, you're up, David. All right, I'll unhide my answers here. Uh, what I, have, got, I have a lot for this one. Go ahead. Yeah, and for this one, for movie, I just put my three kind of uh, genre uh, loves, which are Haley Atwell in Captain America, Angelina Jolie in Lara mm-hmm. Croft. Yep. Uh, which is a far better film than it actually should be. And these scenes with her and her father, John Voight, where they're talking about their issues and, and that whole thing where she sees him again was quite powerful. There's a lot actually good in that film. It also has an actor from Game of Thrones, Ian Glenn in it, who's very good. Um, and then Raquel Welch in Fantastic Voyage. So those are my three. Right. And what was the caveman film that she was in, in the Furbicane? One Million Years B.C. 
Yeah, see, that would have been in my running too. Well, I've given a few this time around. <laughs> I actually have four here. I don't know why, but so I'll get, just give them to you. Um, I'll give you my, my, my number one, first of all. So I went with Jane Fonda as Barbarella. Hello, pretty, pretty. Hello. Thank you very much. Do you want to come and play with me? For someone like you, I charge nothing. You're very pretty, pretty, pretty. My name isn't pretty, pretty. It's Barbarella. Again, this was a one that was a huge part of my sexual formation. Um, thank you. Thank you, Jane Fonda. Um, and then there would be uh, probably around the same time, actually made in the same year, 1968, from Planet of the Apes and Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Linda Harrison as Nova. And, and I mean, I know that doesn't say a lot for me, but hey, it's it's I'm talking about sex, right? So, yes, yeah, she's nonverbal. Thing. She's nonverbal. <laughs> she runs around following a man in, in a, a bikini that's falling apart. Basically, yeah, but right? the other thing we, I just have to mention quickly about Linda Harrison is the number of times she actually shows up in best of list. Like she's very well thought of in that way for genre crush. Right. Um, and more recently, this is probably one of my my most recent of all of my people that I mentioned is Olivia Wilde, who plays Cora in Tron Legacy. And I'm pretty sure it's because she's wearing a Catwoman suit <laughs> and she's got a bob. Um but uh, she would probably be my my honorable mention of my three. The other is uh, Kate Beckinsale in the Underworld franchise series. Once again, wearing tight black leather. Or not leather, but shiny black. Um, so there you go. That's my women. And my, my men uh, would be, uh, let's see. So I'll go with John Saxon as Dylan Hunt in the Gene Rodenberry vehicle Planet Earth in 1974, which is really weird and bizarrely kinky. It's like Planet of the Apes meets Women's Lib, and all the men are called dinks in it. And But basically, it is Planet of the Apes, where it's like, oh, no, not apes. It's women ruling the world. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hilarious, but it's also bizarrely, uh, you know, you might want to see um and and john saxon and i can't even put my finger on why john saxon to me is like a guy that i find attractive i mean the skin tone's great he's got those sort of like dark eyes and um it looks like he take any shit. he could he could fight bruce lee right so he's also a bad christmas of course yeah um so did i say i haven't said harrison ford is rick decker yet have i but Harrison Ford is Rick Decker or Dick Recker, as he's called at home um, in Blade Runner 1982. Um, God, everything about Harrison Ford in that film works so well, you know, like the coat, the haircut, the, the wetness, <laughs> everything there. And um, OK, and here's my I guess my big one. Pardon the phrase. Um, James Franciscus in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. I, ever since I first saw that film, I was like, that dude is really good looking. <laughs> and he's like greased up the whole time, too. So there you go. Enjoy that, 
everybody. Let's move on to comic book character. And so with this one, we're actually talking about um, something that is drawn. It's not an actor portraying characters, but this is, um, yeah, actual uh, artist renderings of characters. Um, Charlene, who would you have? I think this, uh, not that I follow comics, but I, you know, I, I do follow uh, some characters. My, so I, I love Green Hornet. Um, I think Green Hornet is really cool. Now, I don't think the Green Hornet is particularly sexy. I think Kato is. Sweet. <laughs> like I would put, like Kato is the one who's doing the fucking work. So, oh, yeah. sorry. Am I allowed? Oh, yeah. We're talking about sexy. Yeah. I can use the F word. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's apropos. It's, yeah. It's podcast. I mean, Joe Rogan is out there, right? So fuck, say fuck <laughs> as much as you like. Yeah. Um, can I say fuck Joe Rogan? Sure you can. <laughs> fuck Joe Rogan. Yeah. There you go. Um, so you would, uh, you would use Green Hornet to get to Cato. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'd be like, you know what? I just, I need a ride home and you can just run into the <laughs> liquor store for me. I'll just stay here with your driver. <laughs> just hanging out. Um, runner up would be Superman. And yeah. I am a big Superman nerd because I love, I think kindness and empathy are incredibly sexy, especially in someone who could make love to you in a headlock. Um, so I think that's. Um, well, I was always concerned though about that, you know, could Superman kill you with the completion of the act? No, he's, he's so kind and gentle. But could he help it? He's still a guy. No, yeah. I think no, I think I think he can. I think he can. Okay. He's not just a guy. He's he's an alien he's a super being. Guy. <laughs> he's a super guy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And is that you? Charlie? Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. Those are my two. Okay, Shandel. And now I I'm dying to hear from you because A, you're a comic collector, you're an artist, and so let her rip. Well, um, I actually only have a couple. Um because partly because a lot of the the Western comics I collect are anthologies like House of Mystery, but the I for me when I think of that sort of comic, the sexiest character that immediately springs to, to mind is Madame Xanadu, who uh, she was the hostess and also sort of the star of um, Doorway to Miss Doorway to Nightmare. Sorry, uh, Mike Kaluta did uh, some really beautiful drawings of her back in the day and i think they brought her back a few times but she's a very sexy uh uh fortune teller but she like gets in people's like she'll get into the story and help people out and stuff like that and i don't normally like stories like that but i think like these are all really well done uh really evocative kind of nice stories um so uh yeah she's she's definitely she's very sexy she was like the long slinky black dress and has long black hair she's uh, pretty hot nice kind of a morticia look yeah 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 very much so very much very nice uh, and um she'll like uh tell your fortune and she keeps souls in jars and she's uh, pretty cool <laughs> and she has a little shop something i always liked about it was she has a little shop in greenwich village but oh only find it 
when she wants you to find it. Nice. I wonder if uh, she and Doctor Strange, uh, you know, hook up. Oh, uh, maybe. Like, I don't know what any. I don't. I'm not familiar with any like modern uh, renditions of the character. Yeah, because he's also in uh, Greenwich Village. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, like, uh, well, but they're different. No, what am I saying? They're different. Uh, Madam Xanadu is DC. Sorry. Right. But. Oh, but. but um, what was it? I, I, what did I see recently? Oh, I know. It was the. The Eternals? Right. I saw The Eternals recently. And twice in that film, they referenced DC characters um, as being as being like real, right? Like, so I it, at that point, it was like, oh, my God, DCU and MCU have just come together. Um, is Shane done? Uh, do you have others or that's? Well, there was one more. Um, this is uh, a recent one. And uh, he's also an anime character it's, it's a, it started off as a manga it's a manga called attack on titan and it's a character named levi ackerman uh and he's 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 always at the top of the sexy anime character list because he is a very cool he's a cold calculating killer but he's extremely cool he's very tidy he's a clean nut um and he's like really tough uh, and he's also really short he's like my height so it's kind of cool yeah, he, he's pretty neat. And I, yeah. He's, <laughs> comes back from the dead a lot. That's handy. Yeah, he's very cool looking. like the fact that he likes to clean. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> right. Nothing, nothing hotter to me than a guy with a vacuum cleaner. This is what I'm constantly told. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of him from early in the series where he's wearing like the kerchief to clean house. Or the maid's kerchief on. That's hot. It is, mm. yeah. Uh, from my one, it's uh, Power Girl, um, and maybe I've said too much. So, uh, Troy, what do you got? Is that it? Okay. Well, I think we know your type, but and that's fine too. Cause I considered Power Girl. Uh, I will give you three, uh, three women, three female characters. Um, I will. You know, t- two of them you're going to know right away. So, first of all, Black Widow uh, by Jean Cole in the 1970s. Um, Obviously, that's Marvel Comics. Uh, she's Natasha Romanov, a Russian secret agent. And in the film world, she's a member of uh, the Avengers, even though the Avengers were always like changing up. There was never like a constant uh, roster. But anyway, Black Widow um, by Gene Colan. Um, a looked a lot like Catwoman without a, without a mask. So there's that. <laughs> so, so it's win. Um, Vampirella, uh, created in 1969. The costume was designed by Will Eisner, Hall of Famer Trina Robbins, um, which is kind of like if you don't know Vampirella, it's kind of like Borat's uh, swimsuit thing that he wears, <laughs> but but uh, but much much hotter. <laughs> um, Jose Gonzalez was the artist in the classic run through the 1970s. And uh, Frank Frazetta did a lot of great um, covers of Vampirella. And again, a head turner. If you were like 12, 13 years old, it's like, I think I want to buy that comic. 
Um, and my number one, of course, would be uh, Catwoman, created in 1940 by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Uh, there are various artists, clearly, various different looks. Originally, she had kind of a cape. Um, for a brief period there, she actually had a purse on her on her belt, which was crazy. Um, in the 80s, um, she was given a, a, a purple suit that was form-fitting, which was okay by me. And uh, Adam Hughes is probably my favorite uh, Catwoman artist, does a lot of great covers um, that are very kind of cheeky. And, and often he makes her look like uh, Audrey Hepburn, uh, facially. Um, so that's my women and my, my men would be, uh, first of all, an honorable mention to flaming carrot by Bob Burden, who just is so weird. He's got to be hot. Um, I had Dr. Strange created by Steve Ditko. The dude is suave as fuck. He has a great pad in Greenwich village. He has a great wardrobe and he makes the facial hair work without looking douchey. Uh, the dude is an actual doctor. So he knows his way around the female body and male too. Um, my favorite Dr. Strange artist, again, Gene Colon. Um, and my favorite, oh, also I had in there um, Luke Cage, um, aka Power Man, created in 1972 at the height of the whole black exploitation thing. But the dude was ripped and wore skin tight yellow shirts and black jeans. Uh, he was drawn by John Romita Sr. Um, and my favorite, one of my actual favorite characters was captain marvel well for the original captain marvel now shazam um I, and i mean it, it's it, i could probably go for therapy over a while like uh, shazam but you know as a kid it's like this dude turns into a man and it's like he's got muscles and he's like tall and and i guess he has like a man's dick you know so it's like that's a good thing. That's a, that's a cool thing. And he was the only mm. character I thought that because of his costume, he didn't wear the, the underwear on the outside, like Batman and Superman, mm. um, which is a look I'm okay with, but he just wore the red suit. And there was something about that that I found kind of compelling. Cause it was like, I think like you can almost see junk there. And which is something that always bugged me, even as a kid. It's like, why are these women drawn in such a way that like, basically, I know what they look like naked, but this guy who I can see his, his pecs and his abs and his, you know, his arm muscles, why is there no hint of anything? He looks like a Ken doll, you know, it's like, why can't you just do something there to show mass? You know, you don't have to do detail, but just something. Anyway, I don't know if anybody else felt that way or I'm the weird one on that, but uh, those are that's my list with Captain Marvel topping it. Uh, Shazam. Of your longing for dick. <laughs> yes, it was a strong longing. It's, it's a strong longing. I, yeah. I I feel you there. All right, we are into sexiest superhero or supervillain. That's like a portrayal of. Um, so we're talking about actual actors and actresses here. Um, Charlene, um, who would you have on your list of sexiest superhero, supervillain type guys? Uh, I'll, I'll start. Oh, just guys? No, because uh, I'm well, like folk, folk. I meant folk. Yeah, right yeah. on. <laughs> um, I got to start with Hella Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I think Kate Blanchett's absolutely stunning in that, and uh, she's kick-ass supervillain there. Um, Luke Skywalker. I know that's a bit of a 
bit of a cheat because he's not like a superhero, but he's a Jedi. Sure. No, that's, that's, that's a superhero, basically. Yeah. Right. Right yeah. on. Yeah. My third one, I think, is an unsung hero, and I want to give her some props and some respect. Vasquez from Aliens. Mm-hmm. She yeah. she goes in kicking ass and she blows her ass to Kingdom Come to save people's lives. I think that's really rad. So uh yeah, Vasquez all the way for me. Yeah, Excellent. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, she has one of the greatest lines in 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 put down history. Where someone says, some guy, I can't remember the character, says, have you ever been mistaken for a man? And she says, no, I haven't. Have you? All right, Shandell. Yeah, she she actually, um, I didn't put her down, but I definitely thought of her while I was thinking of this category. She is pretty hot. Uh, what I put down was, because uh, I'm not really a superhero person, um, I, I put down Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Mm. But only in like the last few movies because I'm not really into the long hair. So, which I mean, pretty much it's not Thor anymore. <laughs> but uh, he's <laughs> hot. What are you gonna do? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just watched the one shots the other day on Marvel or on Disney, I guess it was the Thor one shots, which are really okay. funny. They're like three minutes long. And I guess he's got the short hair too, where he's just hanging out with some Australian guy. They rent an apartment together. And it's, uh, it's really funny. And that's, that's the other thing. I generally, I think like humor is so important to like uh, the turn on. And oh, yeah. um, that's why I, I like a lot of the campy stuff. And even when we get to Barbarella, it's like, there's just something about it. Like just because of the tone. Anyway, anything else there, Shandle? Um, that was really all I had. Like I said, I, I'm not that much of a superhero person, so I couldn't pull out a lot. Okay. Julie Newmar. Uh, this is for superhero or supervillain in a genre TV or genre movie. So I got Julie Newmar, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, which I've spelled her name wrong, and Linda Carter as my three um, superhero or supervillain. All righty. Well, I will uh, give you my three women uh, fairly quickly. I went with uh, Raven as portrayed by Rebecca Romaine in X-Men X2 and X-Men The Last Stand. Um, I had Jessica Jones played by Kristen Ritter. And I can't even put my finger on what it is that I like about Kristen Ritter. (laughs) But there's something. Um, And... um, from the Watchmen, Silk Spectre, played by uh, Malin Ackerman, who I put up a poster for the show over my shoulder there of, of Malin just to help make make my point. And I guess, again, it's uh, mostly shiny and black. So, so that'll do it. Um, for the guys, I had Superman, played by Brandon Routh. Um, there's something I, I like about Brandon Routh a lot. I like his uh, Adam on DC Legends. Um, I love him in um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, and again, there's just like, he, he can play it with humor. Um, and uh, following that, I had a uh, blood sport played by Idris Elba from the most recent suicide squad. Uh, you just can't lose with Idris Elba. Um, and my number one was Batman by Adam West. Uh, again, <laughs> shiny shorts, uh, junk clearly visible. Uh, he upset the Catholic Legion 
of decency, a man who can do the Batuzi with a straight face and stare down the carnal temptations of Julie Newmar. He had to be my number one. Um, Alrighty, let's move on to the sexiest cast genre TV show. Um, Charlene. I have uh, one answer only. One answer only. I have um, the Battlestar Galactica, the reboot Battlestar Galactica. There's a lot of sexiness in that oh, cast, yeah. effortless sexiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. Uh, that's my answer. All right. Definitive. Chandel, how about you? Uh, yeah. Um, again, I, I don't know if I'm stretching the, the uh, definition of genre too far, but I think the sexiest TV cast... Like, 60 Minutes. Much, <laughs> is... <laughs> No, it's um, Twin Peaks. Um, just an amazingly hot cast. I like think we can go there. Just mm. extremely. And, you know, it is pretty much a fantasy show. Uh, supernatural show. Um, they are all, everyone in it is just incredibly hot. Yeah. Uh, bedroom eyes. Everyone in it. Uh, that's, I had, um, a, there's a, a fairly recent anime called uh, Golden Kamui which uh, also has, there's a lot of beefcake on that show. Uh, a lot of man meat. You see a lot of glistening male flesh on that show. What's it uh, called? Golden Kamui. It's K-A-M-U-Y. Uh, it's about, uh, it, it's sort of historical, but it's also like kind of fantastical. And it's about uh, veterans of the uh, Japanese-Russian War, uh, the 1900-something. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the veterans meets up with uh, an Ainu girl. Uh, so you learn a bit about their, 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 the indigenous people of Japan. And it's, it's a really interesting series. Um, there's like almost zero female flesh and a lot of male flesh. And it's also funny. It's a pretty funny show. And violent. Super, super, super duper violent. And gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant to, but hey, the, more, the more blood, the better. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three myself for sexiest cast on a genre TV show. And it was cool with uh, Charlene's answer of the Battlestar Galactica reboot is I, because I'm going to um, Arizona very soon, I'm trying to get this whole thing packed up and ready. So I've actually already prepared the website page, which hasn't been published yet. And on the main picture is the BSG recast cast photo of all oh. these amazingly looking people. So I don't know how I left them off my list other than of course I had them in my mind when I said, what image do I need to yeah. represent the genre crush um, uh, podcast episode, but I threw in UFO, which was a late 1970 ish um, uh, thing. That's pretty famous. It, uh, or as they blood. pronounce it, as they pronounce it on the show, UFO. Oh no. They do though. And then, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, actually watched um, it last week based on what you had told me. The mesh shirts were killer. Yeah. It was very odd that they, they decided to have people dressed in certain ways. Like that was also similar in Star Trek and some other shows. Um, True Blood uh, had quite the strong, good-looking cast, and Game of Thrones had some of the sexiest scenes and some quite amazing people for women and men, like Roz, Esme, Bianco as 
uh, the actress that plays her. I think she shows up in one of my lists somewhere in here. Uh, Troy, what do you got? Okay. Um, well, I gave an honorable mention to uh, BSG, both the original version of Battlestar Galactica and the Ronald Moore uh, relaunch. So the relaunch had Katie Sackhoff, who was just amazing as Starbuck. Trisha Helfer is number six. I mean, and, and even like Edward James, almost at his age, just was like, like, Mr. Testosterone, you know, um, and the original, of course, with Dirk Benedict, Starbuck, Richard Hatch is Apollo. Jane Seymour was in that. Um, it's just so good. Along with, with BSG, I had Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Um, in particular, Aaron Gray as Colonel uh, Wilma Deering. Um, with those, um, lust inducing second skin satin wardrobe. That 13-year-old me, um, thanks thanks you for now, Miss Gray. Um, but my top two were um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, even though I feel a little bit creepy because it's a high school thing, even though everybody was, you know, clearly of age when they made it, um, and Smallville. Um, and I'm going to go with Smallville as my number one. Um, Tom Welling, Kristen Crook, Erica Durance. I don't want to say Allison Mack, but I guess I have to. Uh, even Ma and Pa Kent were, for the first time ever in the Superman mythology, hot. You know, they weren't, they didn't look like my parents or whatever, you know. Uh, Annette O'Toole and John Schneider were amazing as the new Ma and Pa um, Kent um and even their the regulars that would come on like green arrow played by justin hartley and aquaman played by alan richardson it just it was like incredible to watch anyway there you go smallville was my number one so what are you in the mood for i'm in the mood just not for breakfast lois the bedroom's upstairs Mm-hmm. But the porch swing is out there. We're moving on to the sexiest cast. So this is like, you know, like an all-star team sort of, of sexuality. Um, and this is a film. We're talking, we're talking film now. So Charlene, what do you have in that uh, libidin- libidinous list of yours? Star Wars The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. As a very sexy cast, um, John Boyega, um, Adam Driver, of course, which I mentioned before, Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley. Um, and you've got Gwendolyn Christie, who, I mean, there's there's so much of her to love, which um, makes that movie particularly sexy. Um, I'm going to give a runner-up to Blade Runner. Of course, Blade Runner is one of my absolute favorite movies. Um, and I think, uh, I, but you know, it's, it's a sexy cast, but I think would, would the, the person who makes it is Daryl Hannah. Mm. Um, she just makes that whole cast extra sexy. I don't know. She's, she's great. She's very flexible. Oh, and those leg locks come oh, on. Yes. I mean, come on. That was a serious leg lock. Yeah. Um, and I think Kung Fu Hustle. Um, because it does have sci-fi fantasy elements in it, so I think it, I think it, um, I think it counts. But I, I find Stephen Chow to be very sexy, and I, I love all the uh, the Axe Gang members are um, are 
you know, we like to have a tumble or two with them. So, uh, yeah, those are my three. Shandle, what do you have for us? Well, for some reason, I had a little trouble coming up with the good answers for this, but um, I think something that, that immediately came to mind was um, that <laughs> I hesitate to, to, to mention like Marvel movies, but that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Everyone in it was pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's an odd appeal to Aquafina, which again, I can't put my finger on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought she was cute. I thought they were all, you know, pretty pretty good looking uh, cast of characters there. Um, and, uh, and another one I thought of, and it's not exactly sexy, but um, it's the movie version of the the TV show Macross. Um, it's called Do You Remember Love? And I, I just love like the way that the, the, the character designer is just really good. I love his art, and uh, it's just a, such an attractive cast because the, the art is so beautiful. Like he basically animated, he, he didn't completely animate it himself, but he like made sure all the characters were super. They had to look just right because uh, that didn't really happen in the TV show. You got a lot of like pretty funny memes out of bad drawings from the TV show. So he was like very strict about the way that the, the movie looked and it's just a beautiful looking film. I'm going to unmute myself and then I'm going to go with these three. I've got nice starship troopers um, because I believe, and I, I may have made this aside or this joke before, but I think Denise Richards actually hurt herself from smiling so much <laughs> that she may have needed some help with that. Um, but yeah, that was quite the cast, uh, sky captain, or I sometimes sky world and the captains of tomorrow where I, I have various ways of conflating the title, great mm-hmm. robots in that. Some of the sexiest, beautiful, amazing, tall, cool, kick-ass robots. And like zeppelins, robots. zeppelins, and, which zeppelins, are, and you've are got Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie in a, with a, uh, eye patch. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and the kid that's actually helping, it's amazing how many people you think about, like you think of Renee O'Connor um, helping out Xena, and and then you think of Willow, and you think of the, the, the secondary friend who isn't as powerful as the main character, but that's the person that people latch on to and really like. So I think there was just some um, actor in it that was supporting Jude Law that had to do with all of the kind of the engineering side of stuff. I'm, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, um, but uh, yes, that's it. Uh, so someone like him, some woman might, uh, and men of course may say, Oh, well this kind of the way he is and, and that kind of appearance and that, and what he does makes him someone that someone would really like um, and streets of fire. Mm. Um, oh yeah had a pretty strong i haven't seen that in a super long time but i think it's it's almost like it's got enough of a genre almost uh oh yeah a sense to it rick uh, moranis is so hot in that oh he's great <laughs> but yeah that's diane lane right who's in that yeah 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 and willem defoe man yes. he has like a uh, you know this weird visceral appeal too in that film and what's his, what's his name? Paré or something? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's great in that. And he's, like, yeah. super good looking, too. Mm. Uh, I forget his first name, though. Anybody? Michael? Michael, yeah. Yeah, it's Michael. Troy, what uh, do you got? 
That's a great list, by the way, David. Uh, like I have a lot of crossover with you guys at this point. Um, I'm just going to give you, uh, I'll get to my number one, but a, a, a few that I played off really quickly that some we've mentioned. One was Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder. One was uh, Fifth Element, um, which I love, even though it's not, there's, it's, it's not the biggest cast. So like I, I, I didn't put it higher because of that. Um, again, I had Starship Trooper too, a film I don't particularly like, but man, some hotness happening. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I did mention earlier, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brie Larson, Chris Evans, Brandon Routh, Anna Kendrick are all in that. Um, but it's not my number one. Uh, my number one is Blade Runner with Harrison Ford, Rutger Hauer, Sean Young, Daryl Hannah. That is a freaking smoke show. Rutger and, Hauer, man. And everybody's wet. Everybody's wet. Yep. <laughs> with various fluids. That's right. Yeah, even with hobo and a shotgun, Rutger Hauer brings it. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that came out wrong. Okay, but- we are on to the sexiest non-human, and we have very many ways that this can be interpreted. Um, we have written anything that is not a human being can be a robot, machine, android, cyborg, Borg, bank machine, can be humanoid, like a Vulcan, can be a non-humanoid. <laughs> like the Horda genre TV or genre movie. This is of course, because I, I mean, I guess you could be into your local bank <laughs> machine, but we want it to be one that's in a film. And that's I'm a sorry. Genre I'm, film. I'm sorry, Troy. I mean, once you said like a Vulcan, I was thinking like uh, the, 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 the song by Madonna. Plomek for the very first time. Pond far for the very first time. Hey, we got a filk happening here. Oh my god. Our filky mouths. Yeah. Um, so uh Charlene, tell us about this particular kink. Well, I mean, when you when you say I can include my local bank machine, I think <laughs> I have to rethink my my life. I think there's only one for me. Uh she's recent, Madame Garza in the book of Boba Fett, played by Jennifer Beals. Uh-huh. Can't can't think of anybody, any well, any creature. Sexier at the moment. Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> Sexiest non-human. Uh, yeah, this is another one. Um, for some reason, like, even though I watch a lot of cartoons, read a lot of comic books, everything, like, every character I find attractive is actually human. So I, I had trouble with this, but um, let's just go with Data the Robot. Sorry, Android. <laughs> I've got a David Tennant. I guess uh, he has two hearts. He was all heart in that role. Asiya Batten as Navarre. She was in a, an episode that was called Bound. That was, I think it was Star Trek Enterprise. Um, I think it was Enterprise unless it was Voyager, but she's, I think it was uh, Enterprise final season. She's one of the um, Orion slave girls. And Grace Park as number eight on Battlestar Galactica. So mm-hmm. those are my non-humans. Very nice. Um, I guess I was sort of thinking out loud on on paper, if that makes sense. I had so I've got a couple here that I'll mention again in my playoff version. I had um, Jessica Rabbit is definitely up there for consideration, voiced by Kathleen Turner from Who Framed Robert Rod. Roger Rabbit, not Robert Robert Rabbit. That's like the uh, the knockoff, the cheap. Uh, Chinese knockoff. Um, but but my number one is drumroll Daryl Hannah as Press in Blade Runner. What a skin job. 
That's my friend Sherry. She just came over to use a shower. The story is ludicrous. My name is Carlish, an expert. You must be here to fix the cable. Lord, you can imagine where it goes from here. He fixes the cable? Don't be fatuous, Jeffrey. Um, the sexiest sex scene. Sexy time. Um, Charlene, you have a, a nominee for the sexiest sex scene of all time, at least in your books. Yes, that uh, Data and Tasha Yar. It was all a uh, suggestion, all innuendo. Uh, it happened and it was brilliant. Excellent. I, you know, I couldn't come up with an answer. I actually typed out on my, like I wrote down the questions and I actually typed out, I get uncomfortable watching sex scenes. <laughs> there you and go. Says, like, for some reason, like even like I'm watching a movie where two people start making out and I like have to avert my eyes because I feel <laughs> so embarrassed. Look away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ended up seeing Barbarella with my parents in the theater when I was like That's 14. Oh. That, that was that. I mean, as much as I love the film, it's like, that was an uncomfortable time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why, like I grew up watching so many films with my parents and yeah, I think it just, it, it created a bad. <laughs> yeah. Who else is here? Well, Troy yeah. and I talked about this just before we started recording this idea that what if you're watching some show and suddenly something like this happens and you're watching with a brother or sister or a parent, then it becomes just a bit or, or a friend that you, you're not mm-hmm. that way with that friend and you're sort of right. sitting there. I'm not sure which is worse. Actually, all three are bad. Yeah, I actually, I started watching Game of Thrones with uh, two of my sons. And it was like, Uh-oh. oh, fuck, what is with all this doggy style? Why is it nonstop doggy style? What the fuck is going on here? And I was not prepared for that. I just, I almost wish that was part of the disclaimer, like that, that specifically, you know? Mm. Actually, actually, we're going to call the show nonstop doggy style. <laughs> they, they changed it to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Which is, I guess, code for nonstop. <laughs> you want to play Game of Thrones tonight, baby? Yeah. I got Firefly with Christina Hendrick. Now, this was a 13-episode or 14-episode series before they did the movie, and it was cut off before it should have been uh, cut off too early, so to speak. But anyways, that's where we got introduced to Christina Hendricks, um, who has – she's in two different episodes, and she's just fantastic. The, the writing and the act and, and just the whole thing is just brilliant. So she is so great um, in that. So the, there was a scene with um, – her and the, the the main actor in Firefly, and that was just something definitely worth seeing. Anything from True Blood, just about, mm. and Roz from the Game of Thrones. Yeah, anything with her. Um, I will quickly go with um, is my runner-up Jessica Jones. Uh, there are scenes in that that really surprised me as well. Glad I didn't watch it with my kids. Um, but there are scenes where like beds get broken with lovemaking. There's uh, everything. Like there's, I was surprised to see empowered cowgirl on top of a superhero. Um, yeah, beds getting broken, upright, everything you can think of. Um, but my number one would 
go to uh, Watchmen, the uh, scene with Silk Spectre and Night Owl, where they get it on in the owl ship uh, while Leonard Cohen plays in the background. And it's like two minutes long. Uh, there's a crazy scene also in that film with uh, Dr. Manhattan and Silk Spectre, where she has him divide into multiple versions of himself for group sex, um, which is also something. Um, and that would be it for me. We are moving on to the Lifetime Achievement Awards. Firstly, for genre actor. Charlene, do you have an actor who you think throughout his career has done a lot for turning you on? Stewart. Patrick um, Stewart. Yeah. Not just Dune, but part- <laughs> particularly um, as Jean-Luc Picard. Um, mm. Just, you know, just, I mean, it's the voice and the bald yeah. head, but mostly the voice and also the bald head. <laughs> and, and you could, it could be Professor X too, if you're into wheelchairs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mind, mind melding and, 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 you know, kinky shit like that it's it's all good yeah <laughs> i have a very sexy voice. i don't want to embarrass you now shangel i'm worried that i'm <laughs> are you okay <laughs> no i did agree to do this episode. yeah <laughs> they triggered uh, me <laughs> i'm fine talking about just about anything i just can't watch it no yeah. um yeah my mine is also an enterprise captain and it's um William Shatner, of course, because um, early 60s, William Shatner just does it for me. Yeah. Now, there must be fan fiction with with uh, um, Kirk and Picard together. I, there probably is. There I'm must sure. be. Yeah. Not that I would seek it out. No, no. Oh, I would. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get with it, Shandle. <laughs> would you like to throw in a, a third captain, Charlene? Oh my! Oh, um, I, I mean, truth be told, I know I know Star Trek, and I know the Next Generation. Um, oh, Janeway! There you go. Yeah, yeah. Janeway, it's the only. I got. Way. Uh, I've got some fan fiction to write. Yeah. <laughs> Once you go Janeway, you never go back. You never go back. No. David, what do you got? Harrison Ford. All righty. I will spit mine out quickly here. Uh, I'm going with John Saxon here. Uh, he's got the incredible genre bona fides. He's got, uh, not that Enter the Dragon is our genre, but Black Christmas, Time Tunnel, Night Gallery, The Six Million Dollar Man, The Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman, Planet Earth, The Bees, Cannibal Apocalypse, The Original Nightmare on Elm Street, Mr. John Saxon. And I had Shatner as my honor, as, as my backup. Um, it was neat when I when I just looked after I made my my choice and I thought I, I Google and try to see who are actors who have starred in at least two major and popular science fiction TV shows and only two Bill Bixby who was in My Favorite Martian and The Incredible Hulk and Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap and Enterprise a lot of other people. Um, their movies or they've just been in one kind of. Um, uh thing um okay so let's go on to because we're almost the done. actress oh we yeah. have the actress yeah. of course yeah so charlene 
And yeah, I'd, be re- I'd be remiss to, to um, miss out on Mila Jovovich. I think basically mm. her whole career is yeah. sci-fi. Ultraviolet, yeah. Fifth Element, Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Um, so good as Lilu. Yeah. Yeah. Shandel, who do you have for your Best Mine Actress was, um, Lifetime Yvonne Achievement Craig. Award? Yvonne Craig. Uh, she was... Um, mm-hmm. Sexy green uh, Orion dancer and uh, backer. So yeah, she's covering all the bases. Yeah, and she was in Mars Needs Women. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. David, now I threw in, and this is I thought I had changed my answer, which I which I did on paper, and then I didn't update it here because I had Adrian Barbo, but I later changed that because I was thinking about um, Sigourney Weaver. Who, if you look at the stuff she's been yeah. in, 1979, I think, was yeah. when Alien came out, roughly. So yeah. you've got the 70s. She definitely had some 80s, 90s, 2000, yeah. 2010. Like, she's been in, I think, almost six different decades yeah. of major stuff. When you think of the things that that um, Sigourney Weaver has been in, and even yeah. Cabin, of the, Cabin in the Woods, you've got um, Ghostbusters, Galaxy, Quest, Gal- Galaxy Ghostbusters, Quest, so good. Um, it's just crazy, and also she was even though it's not genre, she's in what is the oh. second best movie ever uh-huh. made, which was Working Girl. The first yeah. one being Roadhouse, third is Casablanca, and fourth is Citizen Kane. But when you talk about the top <laughs> two of all time, when you talk about Roadhouse and Working Girl, she was in Working Girl too. So that's just great. Yeah, she was actually my uh, honorable mention, um, but I had to stick uh, with my loyalty and I went with Julie Newmar um, with her credits with as Catwoman on Batman, um, but also on my living doll, Star Trek, the twilight zone, the bionic woman and Buck Rogers in the 25th century. So I stuck with Julie. Okay. Are we, we're on now to the sexiest sci-fi movie of all time. Charlene. The matrix you say. Lots of leather and pleather. Yep. Uh huh. Sexiness galore. Yep. Shandel? Um, well, it's uh, kind of obvious. It's been mentioned a lot tonight, but it's Barbarella. I mean, yeah, it's, baby. It's a movie that's basically about sex. It's, yeah. It's uh, half naked men, half naked women. A lot of sex. I mean, if, if there's anything you need or that I can do, please tell me. Well, you could let me. Make love to you. Make love, did you say? Yes. What do you mean? You don't even know my psychocardiogram. Eh? Well, on Earth, for centuries, people haven't made love unless their psychocardiogram readings were in perfect confluence. I know nothing of that. You asked me what you could do for me, and I told you. Well, all right. (laughs) I'm already writing in your answer, Troy, and I'm going to put in mine, which is Barbarella. And what was yours, Troy? It was Barbarella. Um, just because it's swinging, it's campy, it's kinky, it's sexy. Um, and it's just amazing. And you've got a character named uh, Dildano, which you have to like as well. And and Duran Duran. We get the name of Duran Duran from the film. Anita Pallenberg is also great in it. And the um, angel. Um, oh, yeah. Pygar. Pygar, yes. By John Philip Law. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Um, so that's our episode. Thanks, uh, Charlene and Shane, for being our special guests. 
Troy, if you want to mention about where the people can reach our show. Well, you can check out our socials. Some of them have been a little funky lately, but not all of them. And um, our website's always good to go. It's two numeric two of.ca uh, on Twitter. We're at two old farts sci-fi. That's a numeric two again. Facebook, we're two old farts, all words, no numbers. Two old farts talk sci-fi. Please do the old, you know, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Write graffiti on the wall about it. I am David Klink. And I'm Troy Harkin. See you all for our next episode of Two Old Farts. Talk sci-fi. Talk sci-fi.